with Amy Toy, we have an awesome guest who I think you'll be fascinated with. Her name is Debbie Anderson, and she was born in England, and she is a natural healer who has worked in the magical sphere of spirituality all her life, a clairvoyant medium who now lives in Canada, yay Canada, it's beautiful (laughs) up there, and has been doing intuitive readings for more than 35 years around the world. You and I, same... <laughs> Same time doing ratings. We're old timers here. Her beautifully designed and acclaimed Oracle decks began appearing in 2013. Debbie's vibrational energy for adults and vibrational Earth children for inner and inner child and children are globally distributed. And her two new affirmation decks, entitled "I Am Vibrational" and "I Am Sacred," are meeting with equal success. Today, Debbie is one of the leading authorities on how best to use oracle cards for living in alignment with your heart, your soul, the universe, and the purpose you deeply desire to experience. She holds workshops for oracle card reading around the world. Debbie has also developed vibrational energy training, which she teaches to others and is available as a course online. You can listen in on her weekly reading on YouTube and also connect to her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And she has a website entitled www.vibrational-energy.com. Welcome to the show, Debbie. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well, Amy. Thank you. I love the accent, man. That's great. I love it. (laughs) We're going to have fun. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, My angels and guides are already, yeah, they're, yeah, they get me goofy around. (laughs) Well, I I was uh, sitting before uh, uh, we started, and I shuffled the deck, and I got smell the roses so we're just going to have that laid back enjoying life and just connecting with everything that should be so exactly so debbie let's go back to the past i mean 35 Mm. years you know i've been reading tarot since i was 13 14 and seeing spirit as well so when did you discover you could see spirit i was three years old i don't know how about you but how old were you when you started seeing spirit four when i could see them but Uh i was uh i'm 62 so at that in those day that day and age in the uh, early 1960s it wasn't as talked about or as open as it is today and so uh you know it it happened really uh, or I suppose it spiked or was opened up at that point when my parents were going through a separation. My mom, uh, myself and my three brothers were uh, all went to my grandparents' house to live for a while. And it was there when I was up in bed that the the ceiling peeled back, literally. It was like this sliding, <laughs> sliding uh, ceiling. And all these little ethereal bodies came down and sat on the end of my grandmother's bed. 
Now, sadly, because I didn't know what they were and because it was traumatic coming away from your own home and, you know, not all having your own stuff around and things like that. I'm like, oh, now what's happening? Kind of thing. So I screamed and my mum came up and it's like, oh, you're just having a bad dream. Go back to sleep kind of thing. So this happened a few times and I think spirit were going, okay, we can't come through to it this way because she's just getting so freaked out here, you know, four years of age. So give me some credit kind of thing. And uh, so I would just have these conversations with them without seeing them. Or I would uh, profoundly say things to other people mm-hmm. as life went on. And so it, it's I always say it's been a bit of an on off with spirit and myself. Of They've had to try and find how they can align to me. And I think that's very so with everybody, they have to try and find what's going to be the best way to uh, communicate. How how are we going to get this this child, this adult to listen to us or to connect with us and not to be scared? So, you know, I, I would say profound things. And my grand my grandfather especially was one of those children to be seen and not heard. So if there was any rambunctious noises or anything like that, we were all told to be quiet. And Mm -hmm. so I started to uh, spend a lot of time, I suppose, on my own. And I would have these little Mm -hmm. conversations with my my magical friend, as I would uh, know them as. And for anybody that's got young children out there, magical friends are just amazing. You don't have to feed them food to start with. (laughs) They can come to supper at your house any time. Yeah, lay the the place mat out for them, etc. But you're not going to be, it's not going to cost you anything in food. And so anyway... (laughs) So it was in my teenage years that it was really that profound, oh, my gosh, you know, and spirit pulled back again. And in England in those days, I was, I was traveling backwards and forwards to school on a bus, on a double-decker bus. And wow. I'm sitting, looking out the window, and it's a beautiful afternoon coming home mm-hmm. from school. And I saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. I saw Jesus walking along. And, of course, what do I do? I jump up and I shout to everybody on the top level of the bus look there's jesus and at which point everybody just backed away well i truly like we went to church and things like that so i thought this was something normal i didn't think that you know there was anything different about me i soon found out after that when i was taken along to see a psychiatrist that this was not a good place to sit you know because it's like maybe i'm psychotic or i'm hearing voices in my head so spirit basically sort of said to me you know we're going to shut this down. You're going to have mm-hmm. to take the rap here, kid, and say mm-hmm. that you made this all up because otherwise you'll end up in a mental institution. And yeah. sadly, in those days, in the uh, late 60s, 1960s, that is what would happen with people. If they heard voices in their head, uh, mm-hmm. they were given a lovely little white jacket that wrapped their arms around them in a hug and then mm-hmm. put into mental institutions. So I truly, I do believe to this day that there are probably thousands of uh, people in those Mm -hmm. days that were hearing spirit and Mm -hmm. ventured to say that they were and then got locked up. So it's a sad experience, but I think spirit were going, okay, uh, so... The, the 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 ceiling peeling back didn't go down well. Now mm-hmm. she she's we've shown her Jesus and that's not gone down well. So we'll do this all internally. So from after that, I I suppose I didn't really share much outwardly with people. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes say something profound, but not saying oh I can hear spirit or I have a imaginary friend or something like that. And yeah. so it was. I always say it was a bit of an adventurous ride for me. Uh, so and I suppose yours is very similar when I hear other people 
talk about their experience when they started with spirit uh you know depending upon what the background is you know the yeah, time when it's happened and that kind of thing a lot of uh people were sort of okay everybody else around me doesn't understand this so why am i so different <laughs> Exactly. I often joke with my clients. Uh, I didn't know if I was younger. I was a psychic or psychotic, and it's still the, <laughs> the jury's out on that one. I'm just kidding. I know. Well, uh, I think maybe they are on mine as well at the moment. So, <laughs> so uh, I had always played with tarot cards. Uh, yep. I can't even remember. I, you know, somebody asked me a little while ago. So, where did your first tarot deck come from? I can't remember. Somebody must have given it to me, or I found it somewhere at a jumble sale or something like that in the UK. Mind you, I don't think jumble sale. But anyway, I had this uh, deck and it was a rider weight deck. And today that's yep. still my two. It's my go to kind of deck because I love it. It was easy to read and to understand. So I had been playing with the cards for years and then uh, I got the opportunity. I saw that there was the advertised to go on this course to learn how to read the tarot properly. And of course, mm -hmm. in those days, in the early 70s, it's like, okay, I want to get something. I want to get a certificate which says I can do this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was doing readings for people, but it's like, you know, I just want something, a piece of paper. So mm -hmm. I went on this course and uh, during that time, we, we learned how to read the tarot properly. But mm -hmm. I was finding that I was just connecting with spirit and getting the information much to the... Mm -hmm. Uh, upset of the uh, instructor at that time sort of saying I don't know how you can get this this is absolutely ridiculous you know this is not what the cards are there and then the person sitting opposite me saying well actually you're spot on so mm. it was at that point I met other people because there were a couple of other people within the uh, workshop that or this course that were also having similar experiences mm. and so in, and again, in the 1970s, there was no, <laughs> there was no internet. So we had to do it the hard way. Oh, yes, we rolled up our sleeves and walked 100 miles. No, I'm kidding. We would read a book, or we would go on a workshop, or we would go on a course, and then we would share it. And we started off with a little, uh, a mini, I suppose, what would be classed today as a development group where we all came along and talk about the blind leading the blind. Spirit were there and going, okay, these <laughs> these people really want to do this, so we'll, we'll actually tap in and help them. So we would meet once a week and uh, do this wondrous stuff. And it was during that time that one of the uh, people attending the group said, hey, I've heard of this really great place. It's up in Stansted in Essex. Wow. And it's called the Arthur Finlay College of Metaphysics. I think that's what it was called in those days. So we all decided to sign up and go there and do some training. And in those days, they just actually taught mediumship and healing. Oh, okay. And that's it. Didn't have all these other wondrous things that they now have available yeah. uh, there on offer. And it was absolutely amazing to all of a sudden be immersed with other people of like mind and not having to sort of stand on, you know, broken eggshells and be careful who you say something to or share something with or, you know, I see Jesus kind of thing. So <laughs> it's lovely to be able to have that freedom to spend yeah. time there with like minded souls and, uh, you know, to be able to work. Uh, or be taught or guided or whatever it was uh, by some really amazing mediums and uh, psychics mm. of the day that just mm. loved what they did and, you know, have been doing it for years, most of them from behind closed doors. 
yeah. and uh, sharing with uh, folks like us. So I think that was really the turning point, the point for me where I said, okay, it's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that sort of the validation yeah. kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, then there were still only small little groups of uh, souls around that. And it, again, it was very cloak and dagger. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you mm-hmm. were lucky enough to uh, find a medium that you could study with, uh, again, mm-hmm. it was a fire invite and, you know, through the, you know, spin three times and throw salt over your shoulder. No, I'm kidding. But it was very cloak and dagger, very uh, clandestine because, again, uh, people were sometimes thought to be a, still a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm, I'm thankful we live in the age we do today. I know we don't live in the perfect Zen or the perfect harmony and vibrational frequency that everything is just accepted, regardless of religion, race, creed or whatever, uh, you know, but we're getting there. So it's a lot more open uh, than it was when I started on this. And and of course, the uh, people say to me, so who were the people that you would read or what would you read? And there was Wayne Dyer and uh, Louise Hay. And of course, you would Mm. get Edgar Casey and those kind of books, which were, you know, available, but there wasn't a great deal of other choice that we have. Mm -hmm. And there weren't many decks. There was a ride away. There were a a few other decks that were out there. But again, it was was a, a little bit of a wasteland. Whereas today we can go online we can find things we can open we can Mm -hmm. listen we can read we can discover Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful and um what is the difference between a tarot deck versus an oracle deck right and i love that one because the the difference here is an oracle deck doesn't have all the suits and honors Mm -hmm. a tarot deck if you think of a, a deck of cards that you play uh, snap with or poker or whatever, they have the king, uh, they have the king, the queen, the jack, the ace, and then they have hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades. Well, right. a tarot deck is similar to that in the fact that the lower arcana, which arcana means secret, mm. and sadly uh, Hollywood have done that. Done, 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 done. So spooky and horrible, and you know it must be dancing with the devil. You've got a tarot deck there, or you've got the hanged man, or the the uh, death, or something like that. And it's always depicted where there's lots of blood around on on Hollywood, and it's like, oh come on. (laughs) So an oracle deck is oracle is knowing. It's a message. And okay. so when uh, when anybody's uh, starting out, I would say grab an oracle deck. Mm-hmm. It's easier to play with. And I mean play with in the way that we can get the answers easily with a tarot deck. Yes, you do have to put in a bit of time and a bit of effort. And yes. for those of you who want to do it, grab it and go for it, because I think they're absolutely wondrous. Mm-hmm. I've had many, as I say, many years playing with tarot decks, and I've loved mm-hmm. them. But an mm-hmm. oracle deck is what I call a bit of a go-to deck. We can right. pick it up, we can shuffle it, we can pull a card out, and all we've got to do is read that card or read the three cards. And the right. definitions are going to stay the same regardless of whether you know it's here, there, or anywhere. But it's like anything. Uh, I always say with any cards that we're using, there's a positive slant and then there's a not-so-positive slant because it can't be all fluffy and sunshine all the time. We sometimes have to have that little, hey, get your back, you know, get backside into gear and get going here. You can't mm-hmm. be sitting on your thumbs all this time get rolling or this needs to be cleaned this needs to be cleared Mm -hmm. or you need to focus on that so you know 
any Oracle deck will have, again, some of those get up and get on with it kind of cards rather than la di da di da it's lovely, everything's going to be fine, because we've got to have that balance. And that's really what I love uh, with Oracle decks is they're easier to use. Uh, they've not got so many rules of engagement. Right. right. Yeah, and, exactly, because I teach tarot, too, and I do intuitive, intuitive tarot, which is, you know, lovely. what you feel the card is. And then the, oh, the wow. major and minor arcana. So. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. And, of course, yeah. I love it that you teach intuitively, because when, uh, when I teach people to read my decks, I always say to them, the first thing you're going to do is put the book away. And I see mm -hmm. this absolute trepidation in their faces. And I, I know. Trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know the horror. It's like a. It's like they're in a horror movie. You want me to do what? <laughs> it's like I, a safety blanket. Because I always say to them, like, if you want to refer to the book when you when we get to doing the readings, then mm -hmm. that is fine. And you know, uh, and I've to this day, I'm pleased to say that the majority of people, when they finished, I say, now you can read the book, go home and look at it and that kind of thing. And they say, well, I'll only refer to it if I need to now, because now I'm uh, connecting to my intuition, I'm connecting to my higher self. Mm -hmm. So I now know how this is done. I'm like, exactly. The book's yeah. just there. As I always say, the blankie, uh, you know, <laughs> if we sometimes need that little extra confirmation, if mm -hmm. we're getting something intuitively it's just that oh yeah it is but this is it's put together in a different way so I'm glad you teach that way I wish I'd learned my tarot with somebody like you I would have loved it rather than the death card means this and that means that and that means yeah. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. quite wonderful but quite you know daunting as well because I couldn't get it right I did get my certificate I think it's somewhere in 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 my life but I don't know where it is but I think it was given with reluctance because uh, I didn't actually do it properly <laughs> I don't think well, I've ever done anything properly <laughs> neither have I it's just like I had two tarot teachers one woman taught me and she's like you're going to do intuitive tarot I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? She goes, do you read tarot? Because I had shut down my gifts when I was right. a teenager, and then I had my third near-death experience, which reopened everything like windows blown yeah. out of a building, oh and my she gosh. taught me taught me intuitive tarot, so she's like, okay, and I hadn't picked up a tarot deck in like 10, 12 years, and yeah. I'm like, you want me to do what? I remember the, she's like, just do it, and then, <laughs> I, then I met another gentleman that taught me the fool's journey, which is where yes. we did, and that's how I teach it too, but I tell my students that, so... Um, why is it that the card of the Oracle decks is pertinent for somebody in in one you know the moment you know like I'll like a pull card on my uh, the Oracle deck yeah. and it'll yeah. be pertinent for that moment even if you don't want to hear it. Sometimes I yeah. did you know like I have my angel cards here too, the Flandering yeah. Virtue, yeah. and sometimes I'm yeah. like oh, I don't want to be an inner child. I don't want to play today. <laughs> well, I always say you know. It's uh, have you been playing with the deck since you got it? Yes, I did. I loved yes. it. It was actually very, very telling because I'm starting a big project in um, next oh, month. Yeah. So it's like, just keep your focus. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to focus Absolutely. today, damn it. <laughs> the thing is, I always say to people, when you're pulling a card, you're in effect connecting with spirit, regardless right. of whether it's tarot, mm -hmm. oracle. Um, you know, some people get confused mm -hmm. that they say angel cards. I said, well, angel cards can be oracle or tarot. Yes. So that's mm -hmm. okay. Or affirmation cards. Usually they're giving us the answer to something or the direction that we need at that, in that moment, at that time. Right. Exactly. And however much we like to go, oh, that's interesting, when we don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always say, yeah, isn't it? Oh, wow. 
well. Yeah, you know, we we asked the question, we pulled the card. So at least honor the fact that that card came out for you. And so mm-hmm. therefore there is a pertinence to it. There's a reason. And if we do that, whether we want to hear it or not, you know, I love people that are really looking for the answers that they want from the Oracle or tarot deck. And they'll mm-hmm. keep shuffling the cards until the card that they really want comes out. And, you know, I always call that Oracle abuse or, uh, you know, addiction <laughs> or something like that, because we're, we're trying to make it come out to the card we want. Exactly. And I'm going, but you can't do that. That's not the whole purpose of this. You know, exactly. you have to accept the first card or if you're doing a three card spread or how, whatever spread you're doing, uh, however mm-hmm. many cards you're pulling, they're there to help you. You've asked for this guidance. Mm-hmm. I always say when we when we pick up a deck or uh, and we start shuffling, we're already intuitively saying to spirit, help. Help! I need some guidance here. Give me a, give me a, give me a break. You know, what's it? Throw me a, throw me a bone. <laughs> and I get the sense that when we're not accepting that, right? Then all we're doing is like somebody. You know, I, I always sort of akin it to somebody. You know, we, we go, we go out, and we have a new hairdo, or we uh, buy a new pair of shoes or a dress or something like that, and we say to a friend of ours, "What do you think?" Because mm-hmm. that's really what you're doing when you grab the the oracle deck. You're shuffling the cards. You know, what do you think? What should I do? What 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 yeah. do I need? And then we get the answer, and we don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always hate it when somebody has a new hairdo or something like that, and they come in and they say, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Well, it's different." And but if I'm happy with it, then that's great. You know, I don't want to place my judgment on them because it can make them feel bad you know so this is i feel when we we don't want to accept the oracle card Mm -hmm. or the tarot card that that's what we're doing it's like well i'm not happy with that i want to have a second opinion and we can keep doing it and you know the first card that comes out is always the first is the right card whether we like it or we don't like it. As my, grand, my granddaughter used to say when she was younger, suck it up, princess. And that's it, <laughs> literally, all prince. So. Well, well, I, you know, I'm, I moved from Buffalo, New York, down to Florida five years ago, and I keep getting snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just showing you how individual you are and how different. You're not like everybody else. And, you know, when we accept that and we embrace that and we step into that vibration, that frequency, yeah. wow, it's amazing. But, I know. You know just... We're trying to fit into what everybody else expects of us. And, and it yeah, doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I'm like, is this a joke, Spirit? You want me to see snowflakes? Well, you can like... imagine when I was creating this deck, the vibrational energy oracle deck there's 52 cards in the deck so yes. here i am never created an oracle deck or done anything like that ever in my life before and spirit is saying we want you to create this deck and of course i'm having that conversation with them to the effect of uh there are oracle cards developers and people that have done lots of this why are you choosing me i have no idea etc i was trying to say no 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 and back away as quickly as i could and you know i i I get the sense of them standing there with you know a guy standing there with their arms folded in that sort of when you've finished we'll get on and tell you how we want this done you know they let me have my rant or rave or you know uh trying to negotiate out of it 
And uh, so when, you know, I started to get the title first of the cards, the card name. And so after I passed 40, which usually an Oracle deck is around about 40, 44 cards, sometimes 46. So when I'm getting up to the the high 40s, I'm going, okay, this is this is crazy. And then I got the F word the card, the F word. So at that point, like you, when you're getting snowflake, I'm going, okay, this is a cosmic joke. This is where you now, Spirit, are having this big laugh at me. I didn't know the definition. I just heard the title, the F word. And I'm going, okay, is that how I'm feeling? And I'm just embracing that and pulling that out. And, and the other one was life is a beach. And that oh my was my 51 and 52nd card, literally, with oh the titles when I was pulling them together. So, you know, at that point, I had to laugh because, you know, we all know the other expression, life is a not a beach, but uh, begins with a B. And so I, you know, I thought it was a big cosmic joke. But when I got the definitions and then started to pull them together, I'm like, oh, OK, it all makes sense now. But it was just ironic that they were the latter two cards, 51 and 52, uh, because at that point I'm going, OK, I'm going to stop writing titles now because I think you're just playing with me. <laughs> They do that too. I think that experience too. Absolutely. <laughs> I conclude that that's their way of getting their own back on me, and that's okay. I'm, I'm open to that. I give them a hard time, so why shouldn't they uh, have fun at my expense? <laughs> so, <laughs> what are the three steps to maximizing the success of using the Oracle Docs? Right. In your the, opinion. The, yeah, the big thing, there, there are three easy step, steps. First of all, connect to the question. Like, we're not going to try and meditate if there's a lot of noise and stuff going on or, uh, it, you know, we're not going to uh, try and bake a, a recipe if we haven't got all the ingredients. So take some time to center on what you need to get out of that. Okay. You know, I always say to everybody, step, step into your intention, now, my intention is I'm taking this deck of cards and I need an answer. Uh -huh. So what am I going to do? Am I going to meditate for a moment or two? Maybe I can take, I always say to people, take three cleansing breaths. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles to do that. The, the air is outside of us and we just can breathe it into our diaphragm, down to our belly button. So just nice inhale of air. Think about the question you want to ask and then exhale. Let everything out, like all the crap and crud that's going on, all the busyness. And by doing this three times, we get into what I call the, the vibration just above the theta level. So we're just in that, like when we're meditating, we're there, we've turned up, we're present. We have the intention of we want to um, ask a question. And then the second part is shuffle the deck. There are no set rules of engagement. And I emphasize this because some people say, well, I'm supposed to tap the deck or I'm supposed to cut it into four. or I'm supposed to pile it up or this or that or whatever. Do whatever you as the individual with the deck in your hands feels is correct. What you mm -hmm. feel is right. What resonates with you? Mm -hmm. And if you can't shuffle, I always because people say, well, you know, I'm not really good at shuffling. Well, whether you're a poker player or not, we've all shuffled a deck of cards <laughs> at our life, okay? as kids or whatever. And so if you can't shuffle them, then place them face down on a, on a, a flat surface and just scoof them around with your hands. Mm -mm. And 
And, you know, I would say if you're shuffling them, that's when cards can fly out or jump out. And if mm -hmm. a card flies or jumps out, stop shuffling because that's a card for you. You don't mm -hmm. need to go any further. That's it. And exactly. if you're just shuffling them around and you're, you have them in your hands and you're shuffling, then just um, do what you want. If you want to cut them into three, put them into piles, take the bottom one, take the top one, whatever you're guided to. Cool. That easy. And then the the uh, the last part is connect to the card. Now you've got your card. You've sat in your intention. You've asked the question of spirit of what you want help and guidance with. You've shuffled the deck. You've you've done some breathing exercises. You've connected to the intention of what you're doing. Now you've got a card. It's being chosen for you. Mm -hmm. I see there are no wrong choices. Spirit always sends us the right card, even if we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Snowflake. Contemplate <laughs> on it. Reflect what that card means to you, first of all, with the imagery, mm -hmm. uh, the words on it. Maybe there's numbers on it, colors on it, whatever it is that's going on. How does it resonate to what's going on in your life at the moment? How does it resonate to the, the question that you've asked? What's it telling you? What emotions do you feel, sense? Again, this is taking all of our senses and wrapping them all into a, a big bundle and write down anything that comes to mind, even if it may seem silly or out of context or whatever, because I conclude with spirit, there are no wrong answers. So write down what you get or your mm -hmm. thoughts or your feelings or how this makes you feel or what you feel the interpretation is before looking in the book. Now go mm -hmm. to the book and have a look if you feel. Mm -hmm. If you feel necessary to go into the book, then do that. And especially if, if somebody's new, because a lot of us, when we're starting out on this journey, we don't want to assume that we're looking at this card and we see the card snowflakes and you're thinking, you know, should I be back in Buffalo in New York? Lots of snow. You know, is this what it's telling me? Right. Whereas, you know, I always say snowflakes are individual, like, Mm -hmm. If you put under a, a microscope, they're all different. Mm -hmm. yes, and they they're just who they need to be. Mm -hmm. So, again, whatever the resonance with the card is, then uh, play with it. Like right. the, the whole part of this is you're asking a question. Right. Take a moment to be there. Sit and breathe and if you want to go through the regalia, light a candle, put on some meditation music, whatever you feel creates that atmosphere, that zen for you. But one thing I will say is switch off the pinging, tinging phone. That's a mega, mega distraction for all of us. Mm -hmm. like if you it is. Music, then do it. But don't have yourself being pulled away, pulled away, pulled away, which is what happens when we hear a ping or ting. Even if we're going, I'll get it later. We're going now. Is it so and so? Have I got? And our whole mind just goes back into the ego and not into our higher self. So hopefully that will help everybody. And as I say, use the book if you need to, but don't go there first. Allow your higher self to connect and give you that answer. Yeah, it, it is good. Yeah, I have mine on Do Not Disturb a lot, and then I check it later. My phone usually. I don't like it. People are like, oh, I, I messaged you. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to you I, later, you know. <laughs> I get that. You know, you didn't come back to me within the five nanoseconds that I, I made. <laughs> because I do have a life. I'm doing 
things or I'm working on something or I'm spending time with my family or I'm out or whatever it is. You know, mm. it's bad enough. My husband sometimes says, does that phone, you know, is it like attached to you? And I said, well, yes, I carry it with me. But if we're out somewhere and it pings and tings, I'm not listening to it. It's like I'm spending this time. We're here. We're, uh, you know, having that conversation. We're meeting with whomever it is. And that to me is special. I can pick up my phone afterwards and go and check. And if it is really a major, major thing, somebody is going to phone me and let me know. Like, you know, if it's like a chicken little, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Somebody's going to tell me. I think I would set up from all the people around me. So mm-hmm. if it's not that important, it can wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it, it can. And how can people use the deck for tapping into their own intuition? Because everyone has an intuition. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing that everybody forgets is that everybody is born psychic. Mm-hmm. We have those psychic connected abilities and we've only got to look at small children, young children up to about the age of eight, where they really are just connected to spirit. They're not like us where we're all sort of um, no, 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 it can't be that. It must be it must be something else. It must be a logical reason for it. Again, using any deck, whether you're using my deck or somebody else's deck, Uh, you can use it on a daily basis. You don't have to have a question. You can use it for your own psychic opening. Mm -hmm. I always say to people, uh, you know, grab, even if you don't have a a deck of oracle cards, you can grab a a deck of playing cards Mm -hmm. and spread them out face down and just pull a card. But before you turn it over, get a sense of what you feel is on the other side of it, whether it's colors and emotion, a word, those kind of things, because that helps us to open up um, psychically and get that. And especially if you're using a deck of cards that you play poker with, there's only mm-hmm. red and black. So you know they're the two colors, but are there hearts? Are there diamonds? Are there six? Are there ten? Mm-hmm. Is there a face on there? Those kind of things. So it's the more we can uh, do that kind of thing for ourselves, the better it gets. Pull a card for the day. Mm-hmm. Get that. Let that be your focus for the day. Just shuffle the deck and say, what's my focus for today going to be? And see what card jumps out. Mm-hmm. And how can people further help themselves on their spiritual journey with the deck, the Oracle decks, which I think they're more spiritual than the tarot, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Well, the, the one thing that I try and say to everybody is, you know, don't use, you know, what is it? Somebody said that sometimes we can get into an addictive state where we can't make a movement forward without playing with an oracle deck or uh, a tarot deck or whatever it is. And so, no, don't get yourself into what I call analysis paralysis with it. Uh, maybe uh, ask a question. You know, in with my deck, the vibrational energy oracle cards are, is are the five vibrational dimensions of the soul spread which is a very big spread it's 11 cards and each one of those gives us like the beginning the middle the end and it's taking us up into the five vibration the five dimensions basically the five vibrations of getting to the i am core all the different so it really does peel back all the layers of the onion and go into each little section so we need to look at where we were, what we know right now, what we need to grasp, what we no longer need. Stepping into our own self-awareness and all of those kind of things within it. So do that. Take some time with that one. Don't assume it's going to be, a, oh, quickly flip it over because you will want to go to the book and read what each dimension means. 
Mm-hmm. So that we can understand the concept, okay, how come I've got a really nice card like uh, the uh, mythical changeling in something in the past? I want it to be in my future. I want it to be in the now. But then mm-hmm. we have to look at where those cards fall within that and accept, yeah, maybe we were evolving. Maybe we were opening up, but then all of a sudden we just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's getting it's stepping into that and doing it. So, and I always say you can use uh, my deck, the vibrational energy oracle cards, using any kind of spread. So whether mm. it's the um, a spread from a tarot deck or anything like that, you can use it in the same way. Mhm. Mhm. Hmm. So hopefully that helps. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's a really good. I did do the five dimensional. I did, I played around when I got it. I was playing all day with it in between my clients. <laughs> so I did. It was interesting. Good. Some of the stuff. I'm like, okay, it was yeah. right on. It was right on target. So yes, yeah. I do have it now. I do use it for just myself. I have. I use a tarot for my clients, and then I use the oracle decks for just me. I'm selfish. Well, you, can, you can always do. Uh, you can always ask people to pull an extra card because I know people mm-hmm. that use tarot decks, and then they get the their client to also pull a card from my deck as well, so that that mm-hmm. way there's another emphasis in there, even if it's like, okay, this is what's happening at the moment, or this is an overall look at uh, the, the picture from uh, an outer perspective. So. A lot of people are doing that, and I love that because it brings in or they'll integrate the oracle cards with the tarot deck. So, uh, And, of course, everybody's different and does it their own way, so that's beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. It's beautiful. So what makes your deck so unique? The simplicity of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the deck. You know there's not a yeah. lot of words in there yes. because Spirit wanted us to attune to the deck to feel it, to get our own impressions. So it wasn't pages and pages and you didn't have to worry, was it upside down? Was it this? Was it that? It's just as it was. You know, I would say whatever your divine power is, God, Buddha, Allah, tap into that. This deck is a reflection, a mirror, connecting us to our higher power, linking us to the universal vibration of change and transformation. And when people are ready, they'll get that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I always say to people, you're where you should be at the moment. So don't want to race forward or feel that you've missed out on things. You're just there as it is uh, at that moment. Mm-hmm. It's the ease and the simplicity of it. And the uh, the pictures, there's a lot of sacred geometry in the images, uh, in mm-hmm. the back part of the images, if you like, the underlining part of it. And, you know, I would say discover it. Receiving guidance from spirit, the divine, is a very powerful, can be used in a very powerful way when using a card deck. Because mm. it's, it's like fluid-like wisdom that speaks to everybody in a different way. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. use it for daily inspiration. You know, as I say, pull a card for the day and make that the focus of the day. See if there's something occurring in your life or something that's coming up or maybe we need to pay attention to that or we haven't been paying or, you know, all of those kind of things. Mm. Like just, you know, use it in whatever way you want. I have people, um, you know, that deck is actually available as a mobile app, a downloadable mobile app. And I'm going to say to everybody, there is a free limited version of that deck. 
download it, play with it, and get the best out of it. Mm-hmm. It costs you nothing, but a little bit of time to download it to your phone. And it's it's available mm-hmm. for smartphones and for or for Androids and for iPhones. So, mm. you know, just play with it. It doesn't cost you anything. And, of course, you, we've got uh, all these uh, celebrations coming up. So give yourself a free free gift. Exactly. It's the gift that keeps on giving, spirituality. Absolutely. Because I always think, you know, because people say, well, what if I pick this card or that card? There are no wrong cards. The card you get, the card that you pull out or the card that jumps out for you is the card that is based on that intention in that moment, whether we like it or not. And that is the the joy about it. And even with the uh, the mobile app, people have said it surprises them that they've got the deck, the physical deck. But they've also got the mobile app. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll pull a card on the uh, uh, on the mobile app, on the full mobile app, which has all 52 cards. Whereas a limited version, I think it only has around about 11 of the cards, which is still a lot to play with. But yeah. so they they've said that they'll go home and then they'll be playing with the deck and the same card will pop up. And I'm like, okay, when that happens, that's really when spirit are trying to get you to take note, to be connected mm-hmm. to that. What is this card telling me? Now you've got it twice. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that spirit really working there <laughs> yes. to make sure that you hear that message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think and... that's something we just all have to be aware of. Right. We're using cards or whether we're getting a message from spirit in another way. Hmm. You know, tap into that. Listen. Hmm. Speaking of other decks, you have the children's deck. And how is that uh, surprising application for adults as well? I know the answer to this, but let the audience, the listeners, hear your version. When I developed the vibrational Earth Children deck, it was purely in my mind, which is how much I know, in my mind when I was developing it, because I'd been asked by a lot of uh, parents that use my deck saying, wish you would have a kid's deck, because there are no real kid's decks out there that cover what I call the everyday kind of things like chores and, you know, uh, not interrupting when somebody else is, uh, you know, when a parent's busy, or whether it's to do with using the computer or stuff like this. And this deck uh, has those everyday kind of uh, possibilities in there. And each one of the cards actually has a wonderful affirmation, which, and it always starts off, vibrational earth children are, and mm. then it has the rest of the uh, the, defin- the, uh, the affirmation. And the kids love it. So as I say, I create it for eight-year-olds and upwards, although I know there are younger kids that use it and there are older kids that use it. And then I had a lady uh, come to me and she said, I, I would like your deck. And of course, if somebody comes to me uh, through my website or comes to me personally, I always try and do an autograph card, which I include in that, uh, you know, uh, deck that they bought. And I said, oh, is this for um, a child? And she said, no, it's for me. I said, OK, you'll like share with me here because I'm missing the, you know, <laughs> like sometimes I'm a little bit dense. So she said, I'm using for inner child work. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. She said, I know that the cards and the definitions are very childlike. She said, but sometimes I need to hear that. Sometimes Mm. I need that four-year-old approach 
to a problem or to getting an answer rather than the adult getting mixed up with it, you know, doing the analysis paralysis and all that kind of stuff. And so I asked a few other people and they would think, oh, yeah, I use it for inner child work. I just use it because I love it. Oh, wow. And so that's great. And when uh, I was developing that deck, it was I I worked alongside children from uh, who were eight years years up and upwards. In fact, there was an eight year old and then there was a younger child whose mom was uh, a teacher. And so she wanted to work with her her son to work. see if he would understand them and he did and so I had child educators and uh, teachers and parents and grandparents that worked with the deck so that it would help me to understand was I in the right direction here you know was spirit hitting it on the nail on the head <laughs> and so what I have found is that schools psychologists that work with children love this deck because the imagery on it is so pertinent to children it, it has children on it and mythical like creatures so there are real children on there and they use it in uh one of the schools when i was uh, delivering the deck to them locally they said yeah we have it in what we call our toolbox so if there's a problem going on with a child or something like that we can just leave them to play with the deck and Aww. see what they come what comes out of it for them so it becomes a conversation so that they can start to have that with the child so i thought well that is absolutely wonderful that it can be uh, there as one of the tools that they use to uh, as a communication between child and adult when things aren't going as as well as they should be so uh, that you know for me it's i love it that the kids love it and that they can you they have their own deck Mm-hmm. And again, it's not all fluffy. Like chores wars, parents love that one because it basically says that the kid has to get on, tidy their room, and uh, do the chores and stop whining. <laughs> get <laughs> to work, child. <laughs> pull that one to the top so that that's the focus of the day. Oh, we're going to be doing chores today. But no, there's there's some wonderful cards in there, like playing around, uh, flying high. uh masterful me imagination and things like that so there's all these different uh concepts of opening up loving others uh not feeling that they are uh, that they don't fit in new things coming in whether it's a new baby a new relationship within the family or uh, that kind of thing so that it can be an integration even uh bordering on my personal heaven which is the card that can uh, come up to do with uh, those that are in spirit so it's it's a very simplified yet beautiful deck for children and for adults wanting to go back in and rediscover that part of themselves mhm oh yeah inner child work it's so much fun i've done a lot of it I use it uh I I do a, a day workshop called Unlocking the uh, Psychic Within and that's one of the thing one of the I use that deck for when we when we do some inner child work where cuz sometimes we just need to clear away stuff we yeah. need to go in and visit those things that we think oh it's okay I don't need to deal with that well maybe that's something that's blocking or stopping or um holding us up and mm-hmm. we're not ready to address it but doing it through in in a child meditation where i get the uh, person to they all choose a card which they get to keep afterwards as a reminder and it it's so funny cuz 
there are lots of there's 52 different choices that they can get and when uh each person at the end i always say did the card fit to what you re were recalling as your from your childhood and everybody says yes so again i conclude that spirit guide us to choose that card um you know and in, in that case i just literally spread them out or have them found out in my hand and everybody pulls a card so it's it's fun and i always just love that divineness of spirit creating something for us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um Briefly, because uh, we're we're coming short of time, but I want you to touch on the I Am Affirmation deck. What is that? Yes. How did that emerge? Yeah, well, the I Am Affirmation deck is a is something that uh, again I I tend to listen to what people want, uh, ah. people that follow me and uh, love my decks. And one thing that I was hearing from uh, people is, can't we just have a card with the the information on the card? I haven't got to go and look it up in a book. And I said, well, that would be called an affirmation card because you couldn't really do it with <laughs> anything more than that because, you know, the yeah. side which you would have face down would either have the image on it. And so I thought, OK, and I wanted to for people to step into the I am vibration, which is the fifth dimension. That's when we accept who we are. Yeah. We're not fighting it. And and I always try and remind people we're here on this journey for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you jump into that and accept that, the easier it is for you. So every card in that deck starts with I am. So that becomes something that has to resonate with the me, the inner part of me. And the uh, the next one on from that, the I am sacred, steps into the sacredness of that. And mm -hmm. those de those two decks have, again, a lot of sacred geometry in them. And the card has the the definition on the uh, the card and yeah there is one more little uh, sentence in the book which every every one of my decks come with a book if you want to go there but it's it, I always call it the instant gratification deck wow. the affirmation deck says so you just got to shuffle it pull a card for the day that's your focus and uh, step into that vibration into that frequency so uh, where can we find you and what is in the works for your next project? Those are That's a loaded question because yeah. they're always working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to at the moment, and I, I use the word trying. I'm attempting to put the card reader course into uh, a video online course workshop so that people can just download it and work at it at their own pace because not everybody can get to where I am or when I'm doing workshops and things like that. So that is my big project that I want to do because lots of people have been uh, asking for that. Also, uh, putting a lot of my meditations that I've written over the years onto uh, with background music so people can uh, upload them, download them, whatever they do and listen to them because uh people wanting that so they're the two things I'm working on I'm working with my app developer and fingers crossed because he's been extremely busy that the I am sacred affirmation deck is going to be made into a mobile app oh. that is hopefully I'm, I'm going please let it be 2020 because there's a lot of stuff coming up in 2020 that I think is pertinent to all of us so that mm -hmm. is something that's happening there and yes I'm, I'm trying to work on another deck as well, but at the moment it's it's taking a different 
direction. So for me, the, uh, the, the big things is getting the meditations so that they're recorded and uh, getting the online course there so that people can uh, do that. Cool. And uh, where can people find out more about you or take a closer look at your vibrational energy deck? Yeah, they can go. If you go onto my website, which is vibrational-energy.com, there it says start here is the the statement start here where else would you start you've arrived kind of thing and the landing page has a little bit about me and you scroll down you can uh, listen to podcasts like this one you can watch my weekly reading you can sign up for my newsletter Uh, there's if you go to each of the decks and there's a video for each of the decks showing all 52 of the cards so that's a great way if you want to just go, oh, well, before I buy, mm-hmm. uh, I want to just see what all these cards are. So I go through just pulling each of the cards so that uh, people can uh, see them. And, yes, you can buy online from me. There's also retailers in uh, the U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. It, there's a list there of what retailers are actually uh, stocking my decks, although I cannot say which decks because I don't know. So, you know, before you uh, race along to go to a store that's listed on my website, please call them first <laughs> and check that they have them in stock or what they have, which decks they have in stock. But you can always order directly from me online. Okay. Well, Debbie, this was a pleasure uh, interviewing you today. It was a delight just having you on the show and keep us surprised of everything. And we'll have you on again. Thank you so much. I've had fun. Yeah, we should do something again. I love it. Awesome, Debbie. Well, everyone, this is Amy Toy with Angel Answers with Amy Toy, and may the angels carry you through to next week. Take care. Look up high.